Alright guys, welcome back to Conspiratorial Conspiring. Today we have Matt Landman from Frankenskies.com. Um, he has made a documentary and he's coming out with Frankenskies 2 at some point, some point soon. And I'm especially excited to have Matt on today because I've been following his work ever since 2018. I show Frankenskies to anybody with an open mind. And uh, it's just a real treat to have you on today, Matt. Thank you. It's a pleasure, Ryan. I appreciate it. And I'm glad you're uh, spreading uh, the word on Frankenskies. I think we're slowly reaching um, that, that critical mass. So when's Frankenskies 2 coming out, man? I mean, I was listening to one of your podcasts that you did with Greg from the Higher Side Chats in like 2017. And you're like, yeah, we're working on uh, the sequel right now. And I'm oh, just really? like, shit, man, four years later. <laughs> I'm just like, four years later, it's still not out. That's funny. Um, that's funny that I said that. Well, at the time, I was working on a, a, a different movie called Altered. And it was about uh, 5G and EMF. And that was going to be kind of like this, this uh, Kim Trails, Morgellon, AI twist. And so I started interviewing people for that film. And... Um, I don't know if you know much about controlled opposition, but I ended up with like a whole bunch of interviews that I didn't want to ever show anybody and it kind of got a little intense. So I just focused on the clothing line and now I'm focused on Frankenskies 2, um, which will include some of the footage from the movie Altered that will never, probably never exist, but maybe one day. But yeah, I kind of, um, I'm all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I do have my, um, what do you call, uh, a I've got a lot of pots boiling, you know what I mean? Whatever that phrase is. But eventually I get to all of them. Thanks. And, and when's Frankenstein's 2 going to come out? Well, I was just working on it today. And I'm hopeful that we can stop the chemtrails. And that'll be in the effing movie, bro. Like, I don't want to just, like, leave it open to this question again. They, the geoengineers want to dim the sun. And they supposedly are to do it next year in Sweden. And if, and if that rolls out, you know, that's got to be in the movie. Us stopping them, ideally, with a protest or whatever. But this, like, Greta Thunberg is the opposition, the Swedish opposition to the experiment rolled out by Bill Gates and Harvard researchers and what have you. And at the end of the day, she's controlled opposition. You know, like, this whole, this whole control the narrative, control the opposition, control the outcome. They've been doing this the whole time. So it, it is a big question. When's Frankenstein's 2 going to come out? Hopefully I can come out with a wicked trailer soon and really get up to speed with at least, you know, the fundraising. I have like one crowdfund that I just looked at the other day and it's been like plugging along here and there. Like, I mean, it's, it's a crowdfund that's been going on for like four years and over four years I collected like $4,000, you know, which is like a lens on a camera. So um, it's, it's coming together and I've got the equipment and I've got some interviews and what have you. My biggest issue that I'm running into is I want to show some positive like end I want to show that we've done something and I want to have like some inspiring not just like an informative documentary like Frankenstein's the first one is is inspiring but this one especially I wanted to show this this modern day 
it's at least got to show the experiment unraveling. So I don't know if you know, but I went to Tucson, Arizona a few years ago, and I had a conference there and uh, protest. And I was just telling my friend, we were, I was ruminating about it today. I got arrested at the, at the conference. It was crazy. It was such a crazy event. Um, but either way, we got them to postpone this Scopex experiment, the stratospheric controlled perturbation experiment through Harvard with Bill Gates. And it's this like spraying of particulates in front of the sun. It's basically spraying aluminum dust in front of the sun to say, hey, look, we've got chemtrails. We're going to do it to you now. It's normalizing and launching chemtrails as a solution to to global warming, which is a big lie in and of itself. They're calling it geoengineering. It's the official word. And they're saying chemtrails was never real. But yeah, thanks for calling me out on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just wanted I wanted to know because when I was listening to the podcast, I'm just like, damn, man, he, he's been working on it a while. So I, I didn't know if there was like a snafu. But like you said, man, the controlled opposition is a real thing. Um, I'm sad Alta didn't come out because there was another podcast from a few years ago. You were talking about it. So I was excited about that. But um, maybe maybe another time. On well, that to, be, one. to be real, I think that it will end up meshing with Frankenskies too, because a lot of it is elect electromagnetic warfare and five um, G, and all of it's interrelated. You know, um, Frankenskies too has got to talk about the fires and how they're tricking us into thinking that we need to dim the sun because they're lighting us on fire and not putting out the fires with the rain that they could engineer. You know, instead they're engineering the firestorms, engineering wind on top of this. You know created scenario where they're spraying aluminum on trees which is a patented fire accelerant aluminum oxide and barium salt or salts or fire accelerants so the trees have fire accelerants on them and they're letting them catch on fire with either lightning storms or literally lighting the match and then they're putting windstorms on top of them instead of rain so that'll be in the movie but also it's all connected with the electromagnetic frequencies and 5g and all of that what altered was the path altered was going down was really dark and it had a lot to do with AI and transhumanism and especially Morgellons. And I, I, I interviewed the top people on Morgellons, dude. And um, it came to the point where I realized how powerful what I put into the consciousness really is. And that Morgellons is really, really dark, dude. And, and some things were like normalizing or we're exposing it to the public. We don't even realize what we're doing as, as these voices in the um, truth spectrum. And sometimes um, I've put my foot in my mouth or done things that I regret, which is all good. It's a learning experience. But definitely I'm not trying to scare the crap out of people. And I'm also not trying to um, offer an opportunity for the evil scumbags to table something. Um, it, they, they always need our uh, approval um, in one way or another, even if it's like manufactured consent. Somehow we're consenting to these things, you know, whether we're being shown it and we're okaying it by our silence or consent, whatever it may be. And a lot of people don't know about certain topics. And if I'm going to be the one bringing it to their reality and then their silence is is consent to them being attacked by some weird nanobot like like the Morgellon stuff gets really dark and the people behind it that are trying to introduce it to the public I don't trust them so it's like where am I to go with that so it's interesting and I think it's all going to mesh together to be real to be really really real 
to be really honest. Um, movies cost a lot of money. And it's it's easy to like think that I could plug along and make it immediately, but I needed to make Sparrow the EMF protective clothing line first, so that it could create a revenue stream, so that I could have the flexibility to actually go around and get the interviews and get the um, film equipment to do all those things. Because even even when I do like a crowdfund and I raise money and try and and I'm saying, hey, I need five grand to do something, I'm really just raising five grand to do something that costs like 20 grand you know what i mean like it's never it's never really enough and so it takes time and money and you know that's the path of the activist but frankenstein's too and whatever you know it is with it all because it definitely has to talk about emf i mean that's how they steer storms that's how they manipulated the jet stream that attacked austin is through electromagnetics and so all that is involved and the 5g world is all involved and those 5G nodes and, and you know, the, the frequency manipulation of hu- humanity along with the weather, it's all intercorrelated. So it'll be in the movie, but it's not going to be the whole altered. Altered was about the alteration of a human race to steer it into this cyborg reality, which is a really dark place. And all those figureheads behind it that are like, I'm the opposition to that. They're controlled evil assholes. So I don't really want to put them on camera, you know? It was, it's all, a, it's all all of activism comes down to like kind of picking a side of good and evil in the end, you know, and, and sometimes you've got to really pick your battles. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm trying to like talking my way in circles around it too, but really it came, it comes down to money, man, you know, and not everything happens as quick as you want it to. Yeah. Well, dude, <laughs> speaking of money, I was checking out Sparrow and, um, I'm like, Oh dope. He's got a, he's got a headphone laced with silver. I'm like 250 bucks. I'm just like, what is this guy out of his mind? But I mean, if you think about it, putting interlacing silver in an entire hoodie, I mean, that's gotta be a pretty penny to at least manufacture. Oh yeah. No. Well, if you look at my competition, actually, I've got the best products and by far the least expensive, uh, for instance, and my markups like are barely sustainable. I was thinking if I grow as a company and I have multiple employees, there's no way that I'll even be able to charge as little as I do. So like the leggings, for instance, and this is no joke, the leggings, for instance, the material and the technology that it takes to make these silver women's like stretchy leggings, it's super expensive. And when it comes to me and I got to charge like 120 for these leggings and I'm and I'm hardly making any money. So my my competitors, you can search. I, I, got, I can give you a list of all my competitors because I like this whole bring the consciousness, the information. And once everyone knows about EMF, you know, the, the rising tide lifts all ships. And I'm leading the industry anyway, so I'm not worried about the competition. But all my competitors charge double for the stuff that I have. My baby blankets, over they charge over double. The leggings, over double. The hoodies almost double like i mean there's like my hoodies are a couple hundred bucks but the, uh, the comp- competition is a few is a few hundred you know um the shirts like there's i can talk about each item individually and tell you how i, I crush the competition in each i didn't way, but mean to come out with like no no it's like cool it's slamming like, you right away like no oh, where's frankens guys too i love how it. come the hoodie's so expensive no i, didn't, I, didn't I love it all that. i love it because i get these questions often and um well for one silver ain't cheap and two there's a trade war still going on with China, and that's the, I can get this material from Asia only. It comes from Korea, Japan, or China, and that's the only place where this manufacturing, this like million dollar manufacturing process, is the only place where these uh, factories work or exist. So what they do is they take these microfilaments of nylon, 
dip them in silver and then you have these little silver strings that you weave into a tight fabric and then you've got silver fabric i mean that alone is is hard to even do they don't have that technology in europe or anywhere except for over there so the only place that i could affordably get it is china and everyone like hates china but it doesn't know what they're talking about necessarily with that whole thing i mean our our opinions of these different countries are manufactured you know let's just say that so either way china has been in a trade war ever since Trump was like beefing with them or something. And Biden said he was going to roll back these tariffs, but he never did. So there's tariffs out of China to the tune of 50%. So everything that I buy out of China, I have to pay the U.S. Customs Department 50%. Give them their, their money. I mean, and it's Chinese. Uh, the Chinese dollar is going up like crazy compared to our dollar because of inflation, right? So there's all these different aspects. That people, and it's, it's actually literal silver cloth. So, like, at the end of the day, it's actually already really expensive, the silver cloth. So, yeah, I'd like to, I mean, I encourage people to look at the competition, like, lambs. Oh, and get this, all the people that compete with me, any competition, they sell face masks. Each one of them says that they're, like, awake. That. And they're like, oh, yeah, EMF protection. Here, buy your face mask. Don't forget to buy your face mask. It's like, I won't be caught dead selling anything like that. And Dude, in reality... I want to do, do a podcast about the state of the truth movement because, like, there's a lot of conspiracy podcasts or shows or stuff like that that are selling like obey and ask like fight the power with a message on your mask i'm like what the fuck does that even mean dude i'm like you're you're literally submitting to the man by wearing the mask and who cares what kind of message you're still wearing the goddamn mask that they want you to wear yeah it's hard well um there's a show coast to coast am it's like this huge show and it's a great opportunity, yeah. you know, I've been on it a few times and I'm, and I'm, it's a great opportunity for me to go on and talk about truth and whatnot, but to be able to reach that many people, you got to kind of like be sold out and whatnot. So like there's commercials that run, like I'm like, I'm like on this, I'm like on a tangent about all of the truth about exactly what you just said. And then they run a commercial about the ventilators or the hospitals being full or all of it. It's all... It's all kind of like, um, you got to really pick your battles. I got into it with George Norrie last show I did. He's like, what are you talking about, Matt? You don't think COVID is real? I was like, oh God, we're live. Like millions of people listening, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's it, the truth spectrum. If you ever really want to get crazy and talk to me about it, I could go down, I could really in a very, not slanderish way, but we could talk about some facts about controlled opposition. The way that I see it is, and this is real, the Black Panthers were like a threat to the um, control system of the federal government. They thought Bo that... Tell Pro, is that what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they got infiltrated, right? Yeah. And, ev and ever since then, the CIA was like not going to have to like infiltrate shit. They control it from the get-go. They, they literally are the opposition, you know? And that was such a long time ago that, that you think, I mean, like Greenpeace... Greenpeace is a huge supporter of geoengineering. You know, they're, they're behind the scenes on board with all the agenda nonsense. I mean, if you if you look at who supports Al Gore, I mean, all of it. The, the global warming agenda, the global warming agenda is an enslavement of humanity, like smart grid, like crazy, like climate change lockdowns, blocking out your sun, geoengineering, like all of this stuff. And, you know, it's under the guise of, you know, being green and, 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 and trying to like be anti-oil right so the the organizations that are anti-geoengineering are big oil so that's how they control that one it's like they're the ones they're they're the ones desert leases are you know 
playing both sides of it and all that. So how long have you had your show? Um, I started it maybe the beginning of 2020. I think I think I did my first episode in January 2020, and I was just rambling. And at the time, like, what was it? Was it 2019 when Jeffrey Ep- Epstein didn't kill himself? And like, I just I just went down all the rabbit holes, like, listened to everything that Whitney Webb was putting out because she was putting out the best stuff and just like I listened to probably every single podcast that anybody was putting out about Jeffrey Epstein so in the first episode I was just shooting the shit about different things and things that I'm into and uh, talking about Jeffrey Epstein and then um like slowly but surely I've been like accumulating these guests and like I think this is only like my 17th show but I mean like I I've talked with Charlie Robinson, The Propaganda Report, Max Egan, which was a phenomenal show. Like, Crow Triple Seven was one of my first guests on the podcast. I couldn't even believe, like, Rose booked him for my show. And, like, obviously having you here, I've been listening to you since 2018 um, when I started listening to the Higher Side Chats. Like, you were one of the first episodes I listened to. And so I've been following your shit for all this time. And now, like, I have this opportunity where... I don't give a goddamn about making money or anything like that. Like I get to talk to like people like yourself because I can't just email you and be like, Matt, you want to call me for a couple hours and just talk about shit? And it's like, nah, dog, actually I'm trying to do a whole clothing line where I interweave fabric and I'm trying to make the second documentary, but I have no fucking money because people won't fucking support it, even though it's a very worthwhile endeavor. So like now that I have a podcast, I'd be like, hey man, you can come on and promote that shit. And then we could also shoot the ship for a couple hours. So, I mean, that's why I'm, I really enjoy having a podcast and I get to talk to Alex Sekiris this Friday and then I get to talk to Legal Man on Saturday and it's just like, dude, I, people that I love listening to for years, now like I get to talk to them. And so sometimes I kind of like fanboy out, especially with the propaganda report because their episode on tinfoil hat was like the first conspiracy podcast I ever listened to. And they were t- talking about the Clintons trafficking out of Haiti and Laura Gaylor Silsby and how she was caught with 33, 33, right? Uh, Haitian children trying to leave Haiti and like all of this crazy shit. I was like, this is insane. And I, before that I was like listening to Joe Rogan and I, I'm so disappointed with the road that Rogan has gone down. Cause I just think he's, shilling out i mean once and again you'll see a clip where he comes out and it's like people shouldn't be doing vaccine mandates like that's that's just really uncool man and i'm just like yeah finally joe says something fucking good but then he is on dr peter hotez and uh dr paul Offit and all of these like vaccine shills who come out and just say complete misinformation but because they got phd and they got this and they got that next to their names they're allowed to say it on his platform and like that one guy what's his name uh not oberman but it's something like that like oberman he was like in the white house leading the covid response for trump or biden or something and joe had him on and he was talking all this shit about how horrible covid is is gonna be and it's really not looking good joe i mean there's there's gonna be a lot of deaths so like if we can't flatten the curve and slow the spread, you know, we're probably going to have to extend past 15 days and all this bullshit, you know, and then I started studying uh, uh, germ theory and terrain theory, 
And that's what I love about what you've been talking about recently because you're just like, dude, none of this adds up. Uh, the PCR test is whack. The, like, even mainstream outlets like on PubMed, you can find a study in China where in February they're saying, hey, PCR is giving us an 80% false positive rate. And then a couple months later, CNN even comes out and says, CDC says there's a 50% false positive rate. So even if you're like complete brainwashed zombie, like you should know that PCR has at least 50% false positive. But anyway, like you talk a lot about 5G maybe be interconnected because like, like me, I thought this was fake as fuck for the longest time. And I still pretty much do. Um, but you talk about 5G and how 5G could be related to the symptoms like loss of smell and taste. And yeah, I just went on a complete tangent there. <laughs> no, that's great. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. And I'm like the tangent dude, so I'm totally there with you. Um, I would love to talk about that, definitely. Um, but to just put a pause on the that um, bookmark that for a second. Let me ask you a question. So you said that like this vaccine dude is controlled up and Joe Rogan's you know, obviously, you know, not as uh, on the level as he could. If he, He's got so many people following him. If he was 100% authentic, imagine, you know, what he could do, right? So it's like there's a lot of people out there that I've met that are really good human beings. And they say, oh, they would never do that. How could they do that? You know, how could there be controlled opposition? How could they be, like, pretending to be a vaccine activist, but really be like some bogus, like shill kind of thing. So for me, I can never like give anybody the right answer. They're always like, no, no, it couldn't. Like I watch his show, you know, like I'm like, okay, great. You've watched his show. You've developed some relationship with this person that you've never met. You know, you trust them. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But for me, like my story is I, I always ask my gut, you know, and it's, it's, it's usually like a hundred freaking percent. You know, and if I, if something feels off, I start really looking into it and eventually it's obvious, you know, things like 99.9% .9 survival rate have no reasoning to shut down the entire world economy, you know, like certain things like that. It doesn't have to, you don't have to have perfect discernment, you know, but there is a, there is a discernment. There's a street smarts. You're walking down the street in the ghetto of wherever the heck you live and there's a homeless man brandishing a firearm. You're instinct says, okay, I might, I'm going to go the other way, right? You have a little bit of street smarts. Everyone does in one way or another, but a lot of people will love Joe Rogan. He's like an activist and he'll have on Roseanne Barr and totally destroy her for thinking chemtrails are real, you know? And he says, oh, it's just plain exhaust and contrails and whatever. And he's, he's a total sellout. Like for me, I think he should be tried for treason. Like that's how bad I feel, how much I feel about people like this. But there's a lot of friends in the, my world or just you name it man just trying to wake people up like maybe they'll wake up to 9 11 or whatever but these these different voices that even have like a podcast and pretend that there's something that they're not what's your advice to the world and then we'll go back to the other subject what's your advice brother you were once like i was once also very much not awake or whatever and if someone told me oh this person who has this podcast and these millions of followers they're actually pretending and they're getting a check from the CIA and they're actually the opposite of what they say. I'd say, oh yeah, give me a break. But I've learned over time through, for me, it's through not just discernment, but I've become a very 
bitter person. Like I've gone through some like injuries. Like I, I hosted this huge conference. I got arrested at it. I've learned that all my friends are like FBI agents and whatnot in this chemtrail space. And like I've just gotten really burned and bitter. And so I can kind of see through everything now. Like someone can literally say something to me and I can just like feel it in my gut that they're wrong. Like I had a friend before that we're not friends anymore. He literally said, can you get me a smoothie at the store? I'll pay you back. And it felt like somebody kicked me in the stomach. I knew he wasn't going to give me a penny. I got the smoothie anyways. I gave it to him. He didn't give me any money. People think I'm like balling over here because my hoodies cost 190 bucks. Dude, they're made of silver and they protect you from getting killed. Come on. So, but what do you, <laughs> but what do you think, bro? Like, what do you tell like my mom? You know what I'm saying? Like, my mom does not believe in evil. She won't believe. There's bad. You know? There's good. There's angels. But there's not demons. How could there be... So what do you think? Mm. Um, well, so she's Christian? No, I'm just saying in general, like, like my mom and others, they won't believe in evil, but they'll believe in good. Like they, don't want, they won't see what I see because they haven't been through what I've been through. But it's like the, it, it, to be able to really see the truth, especially with the COVID thing, it's like, look, Fauci is lying, man. He's an evil scumbag. And so are all these other pretend doctors and whoever. And like even vaccine activists and stuff that say that they're one thing, they're not. You know what I'm saying? And they're going on Joe's show and they're like, bah, 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 and they're, you know, meanwhile, and really quick on the Epstein didn't kill himself. I think a lot of those, that attention was CIA because Epstein didn't kill himself. That was like a huge viral thing. And anything that goes viral, I question. But, but, but people know that what it meant was Epstein didn't kill himself, he was killed, right? But he's not dead. The dude ain't dead. You know what I'm saying? So it's that even that truther thing and everyone's like, I never shared that meme because I always was like, wait, wait a second. You know, and whatever. I'm like, I like share crazy memes all the time. Like I've got almost 60,000 followers on Facebook. Are you on Facebook? Uh, Nope. Yeah, good for you. It's, yeah, it's I haven't been on there in like four years, but I know what you're saying with the Jeffrey Epstein, man. I think about this shit all the time, and there's this chick on Instagram. Her name's Human Vibration. She's been on uh, Tinfoil Hat a couple of times now. She said that uh, John Benet Ramsey never existed. She was just like CGI, and um, which I mean, she makes a semi compelling case, but she, you know, she talks a lot about Epstein, like Epstein may not have existed. And I've honestly had a lot of those thoughts because Jeff Berwick and Luke Radowski literally went to Epstein's Island, that temple that we all saw, that blue and white temple that everybody was like, Oh dude, there's child sacrifice going on in there. Blah, 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 blah. Like they went up to that fucking temple and the doors were painted on. It was hollow inside. Like, it was literally a fake building. I'm just like, did they just make this whole thing? Is this just like a set? Is this just a, a complete Saya, like, fake reality where they, they're literally setting up buildings to push the conspiracy narrative in a certain direction? Oh, human sacrifice, cue this, that, the other thing. Like, I, I my head sometimes spins in the community because... When I see shit like that, I'm like, there's literally a hollow building on this island. I'm like, now I don't know what to believe about Jeffrey Epstein. But I'm sure if I had, like, I've tried reaching out to Whitney Webb. I don't know if she'll come on here. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's too fucking credible for me, I feel like. But, uh, like, if I were to bring it up to Whitney Webb, what if Jeffrey Epstein never existed? What if he was just an alias 
And like, you know, maybe she would say, oh, well, he had a CIA passport living in Saudi Arabia from the 80s. I'm just like, yeah, but what if like he was just an alias that CIA guys used to go around and do their brownstoning operations, get people in trouble, and that he was CGI like human vibration would probably say. I, sometimes like I literally get that crazy with it because... Well, it's easy because like, for instance... Bill Gates's wife, you know that she—that's not Bill Gates's wife that got all that money. Who he just divorced? She's a man, dude. <laughs> right, but the pictures of the original wife, like where's she at? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, where's the original wife? And dude, that you, you gotta see a, a, Michael Wands. Michael Wan. Do you know who he is? I'm horrible with names. I kind of just like do my thing, and then when everyone asks me like questions like that, I'm just like. Yeah, I, I figured you didn't. I mean, you're too busy with all that shit. But he's been on uh, Greg's show uh, like five times or so, and he's just like a synchro mystic. He literally laid out like a 30-minute presentation about how weird it is that the guy that they say looks exactly like Melinda Gates. Like there's a bunch of synchronicities between them that it's like oh my god it, it's fucking him because for a while there was like this guy this actor that was side by side with melinda gates and it's like that's the same person just with uh, just with lady hair and michael wan like did some digging and there's a bunch of weird synchronicities between their their spouses and weird shit so and sometimes, I don't know why I'm going sometimes it's, well, well, I know where we're going is discernment. So sometimes it's yeah. so in your face that people will turn a blind eye and say, oh, well, that can't be real. But for us, it's obvious, right? So we have what a different uh, open third eye or we have intuition or we have gut instinct or whatever. So that's easy, like the, the Melinda Gates thing. That's easy. But some things aren't so easy. Like, who do you necessarily trust? You know, like you said, you've heard my show a bunch of times, and I seem pretty authentic, I bet, you know. And, like, at the end of the day, you can judge a tree by its fruits, you know. I, I haven't came out with Frankenstein's 2 or Altered, but I made a freaking silver clothing line, bro, the only one in the United States. And Frankenstein's 1 and ActualActivist.com and, like, a, a bunch of other stuff. So I do produce, right? So maybe that, that builds a little cred. But what do you tell somebody... Not even my mom. Like, that's not the best example. What do you tell... <laughs> I don't my... know why. I thought you were specifically asking about your mom. No, I'm just saying, like, my mom fits into the same category as my friends from high school as these normal people I meet at the grocery store that are, you know, mask or no mask or whatever. They don't know what to think. They don't know what to believe. You try to tell them one thing, and they, they can easily category, categorize you at, in this, you know, othering of all of this stuff now with MAGA and Flat Earth and all these things, and they get scared and, and they, whatever, and you're... And you're just a crazy person. But how do you show people the evil? Like, how do you expl explain to people that there's so much, op control like, controlled opposition? How can you explain to something? Like, like do you trust Del Bigtree? Let's go there. Uh, um, yes, I do. Or am I putting you on the spot? So sometimes... I, I will say that I trust Del Bigtree. I listen to his show every Friday. I think he puts out a lot of great shit. But um, I do think that there is no virus and you know he's hell-bent on it being like a wuhan lab yeah well then he's controlled bro <laughs> sorry I'm sorry but i draw the line man and we're at war 
This is a war, but it's like a covert war. Like the bombs didn't hit your street today and they didn't hit mine. So my neighbors are not picking a side, but I am, right? Because I'm on the front lines and so are you. And I'm sorry if someone has a voice like that and they're saying it came out of a lab in Wuhan, they know better, bro. There's, there's like, even if like all of this other stuff is true. So either way, that's not a good example, but who do you want to put on blast? And why do you think that they're controlled opposition? How come nobody else does? Because I face it all the time. In the chemtrail space, there's some real, like the, like the main chemtrail dude is this guy, Dane Wigington. And he says, for instance, he says that anthropogenic man-made global warming is here. And it's so bad that we're all going to die and something needs to be done about it. You know, and when someone's like, oh, well, what needs to be done? He's like, well, there is this thing called geoengineering. And he was the one introducing to the word to the world before it was a word, bro. I was like chemtrail conference and he was slandering me for using the word chemtrails. He goes, you got a word, use this word, geoengineering. Like geoengineering isn't weather warfare. Geoengineering is dimming the sun because of global warming being so bad. We need to do something. It's not attacking Austin with manipulation of the jet stream and all these other things. Right. So it's like at the end of the day, I don't have a problem slandering this dude. I, I don't do it. You know, this show has kind of gone in an interesting direction. I usually just keep to myself and don't put everyone on blast because then that makes me look bad. And then people that love him don't believe the stuff that I'm putting out there. And then all of a sudden they're they got fluoride in their toothpaste because they don't want to believe what I have to say because they because I s s talk bad about someone they love. It's kind of this like ego thing. But where does the discernment come in? You know what I mean? Like, where do you draw the line? It's a very interesting topic. So I'll just like think about it for a minute and I'll talk about the 5G and the COVID. Hold on real okay. quick. So I make I'm not oh, ready to go. throw. I'm not ready to throw Del Big Tree under the bus. Okay, me I, either, man. Fine. Whatever. I mean, he dude, does. Hold on. His, his, he has the he has the thing, the Informed Consent Action Network. There's literally that like they have boots on the ground and they are taking cases for people getting fired for not wearing masks or vaccine mandates in the workplace like they're literally if, pushing back and if you were if you were controlled opposition and you were doing it right and you were smart which ryan you're smart and you had unlimited resources you would do the exact same thing except for at the end of the day there would be no riots there would be no real action and you'd be telling people it came out of a wuhan lab just saying yeah, dude, I mean, there's some things that I don't fuck with about Dell. Like, in Vax, he was saying, like, MMR is bad, but, like, there's other vaccines that are good. And, that, and like, I don't fuck with any vaccines, dog. No. Like, I, I'm saying, like, the adjuvants in any of them all have potential to harm you, your child, anybody. Of course. And so on that, I disagree with him. But we can have disagreements. I mean, he comes from the world of doctors and the standard view of virology, that viruses are these little monsters and they get inside you and they replicate and then they just work to kill you. Even though like the standard model of virology is that viruses replicate and replicate and then they create variants and then the variants are actually less lethal because they want to stay alive. But then also, they all contradict themselves because they say that viruses are neither dead nor alive. And so we get in this weird state where it's like we got these zombie pathogens that are neither dead nor alive, but they replicate and they're trying to kill you, but they're not alive, but they're also not dead. And, and so to get back on the Del Big J topic, he is from that world 
You know, he hasn't read what makes what really makes you ill or Pastor versus Beauchamp or any of those books explaining how the terrain theory is superior over germ theory, I would assume. And the man's super busy. He's got a lot to do. I think he makes a, a pretty good show and he wakes up a lot of normies doing it. So on the Dell Victory front, I fuck with him. On the Alex Jones front, uh, he's been pushing Wuhan, China, 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 Chai Coms, all of this bullshit for the longest time. And um, he's, he's one of them where I hear from a lot of people who have done like super deep dive research where I, I respect what they do. They're like, dude, he's motherfucking Bill Hicks. And I was like, I've never looked into it. But a lot, a lot of people that I respect are like, he is Bill Hicks, full stop. I, I've heard the same thing. I haven't looked into it. I thought you were going to say he's for sure controlled out because he withdrew the Sandy Hook thing and all this other stuff. But him being completely both. We were just talking about that. And my sister was like, well, you know, he came out and said that he was, uh, he's, what did he say on Joe Rogan's show? That he was schizophrenic, that he was paranoid and like all of this shit making conspiracy theorists look retarded. And Wolfgang, Wolfgang Halbig came out and he was doing a podcast with uh, Nathan Stoltman of Lift, Lift the Veil. And he was just like, he, he was awestruck. He's like, I can't believe he was a coward like that because they were in the lawsuit together. Wolfgang Halbig was like fighting it 100%. He was supposed to like, he, he managed some kind of helicopter airlift system for the nation and when sandy hook was going down he's like oh my god have they called yet it's like no they never called it's like the shooting's over and they still haven't called and they let the bodies sit in the school overnight and the school's actually been closed for two years and they found a bunch of asbestos in the school which means it must have been closed for two years <laughs> uh, <laughs> but wolfgang helbig was just like i can't believe that he like that he pled guilty or like whatever he did he cucked out and said that oh yeah it never happened or like it did happen and i'm very regretful and i can't believe that i would say such malicious things and wolfgang was just like dog like i don't know what else to say he's a cuck but he's like i'm still in this lawsuit i'm not giving up mm -hmm. and so i fuck with wolfgang Helbig, but yeah alice jones he's a shill and I, he's obviously a monkey wrench in the gears of uh the conspiracy community yep I think that the um, conspiracy community, if it was in unity on that vibration of actual truth, then it could do a lot of damage. But to dismantle it and split it all up and to have everyone talking about like viruses are real or not real and it's a Wuhan uh, bioweapon, what kind of Wuhan bioweapon has a 99.99% survival rate while the flu disappears? I, I, I find it really hard to believe. And then there's also like Judy Murkovich. She's on the whole bioweapon thing and all that sort of stuff. And like, mm -hmm. you know, I just, there's certain narratives. Like if, if someone comes and tells me global warming is real and they've got a voice, you know, and they're saying that, that the planet's heating and they don't mention the word chemtrails or, or that the fact that the, is the heating is geoengineered and they say it's from carbon or whatever, they know better in my eyes. And Del Victory I'll, I'll, says climate change is bullshit, by the way. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's great. I'm sure he wins um, a lot of uh, friends that way in the truth space because that's real. That is true. But uh, if anybody, I see what you're saying. 
Oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I can be a hater, man. I can be a hater. But, dude, I try to think from the eyes of these evil scumbags, and I've rubbed elbows with people. Dude, I had multiple conferences where I'm flying people in and begging for money in these crowd funds and, like, flying people in and having them in my movie and all this stuff. And at the end of the day, they're, like, like out to get me big time, like, like trying to, like, put harm on my family kind of thing, like, like really not my friends. So, like, at the end of the, I mean, I'm just, like, I'm, I'm jaded big time. So anyways, let's, let's talk about the 5G. So um, I have these foam bags, right? So the first thing that I came out were these silver foam bags. And um, they were uh, one layer of the silver fabric. And the company that makes them, they've been making them for years all, and sending them all over the world. And it's called a Faraday bag. You put your phone inside and it doesn't get any signal. No tracking, no nothing, no text messages, no radiation is my selling point because I have an EMF protective clothing line, right? Um, but other people like it for like, uh, what's it called? Like their bug out bag or whatever it's going to be for tracking or um, EMPs or whatever, 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 whatever. So I started the company a couple years ago and I was selling these phone bags, sold them all over the world and everybody loved them. And in March of 2020, right when COVID was hitting the United States, people started hitting me up, calling me, saying that the phone bags weren't working anymore. And at first, like, it was a total nightmare for me because I was having to give out all these refunds and people were really upset. They said I was a fraud. I got one guy said he was good. Dude, I got this little death threat one guy, customer. I'm like, for real? Over a $25 item? You say you're going to come and take my life, bro? Wow. But I didn't you know should see what my like. girlfriend deals with at Jimmy John's over a $7 sandwich. <laughs> I mean, dude, dude, people are crazy out here. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's a crazy world. So at the end of the day, I started uh, trying to mitigate the situation. And it was all over the country, but not the world, which was interesting. Slowly, it started becoming the world. But at first, it was just the United States. It's Flint, Michigan, L.A., Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And I just... I. I um, I made double layer foam bags. I got the same bags and I doubled them up. I sent those to the people and no matter what phone they had, it worked. The phone bag worked. So, you know, I was in the clear and now I have two layer foam bags and they're a little more expensive. They're like 32 bucks instead of 25, okay? And so what happened there though was the big question. So my buddy hit me up from uh, Virginia where I grew up. I grew up in D.C. area, went to Virginia Tech, and then moved to California, went back to school, and woke up to chemtrails and whatever, all this you know, activism stuff afterwards. But at one point, I was a normal, pretty normal dude. Like, I would totally crack jokes on people that dude looked at horoscopes or crystals or any of that stuff. And definitely, like, when 9-11 happened, I lived in D.C., and my girlfriend was in New York, and I never would ever think that it was an inside job until I saw Dylan Avery's movie, Loose Change. And I actually became friends with Dylan, Dylan Avery. He's from uh, Virginia, too. And it really started to open my eyes at that point. But never would I have thought that vaccines were bad or chemtrails or anything like that. But I slowly started to wake up. But either way, one of my old friends, an old college roommate from Virginia Tech, he hit me up. He said, Matt, I see your Facebook post. I can't believe you don't think COVID is real. I'm like, dude, you seen the stats? <laughs> like. And I'm like, well, let's talk. I'm like, let's talk, man. And he's like, well, I got it. I got COVID. I'm like, great. And everyone's so excited to tell their I got COVID story. Like as if, I mean, like, as if it's like some badge of honor 
you know? I wouldn't even tell you. Or they went through like, World War II. Yeah, right? I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. And then you talk to people, like I've talked to people that have gotten the recent variant. I'm like, oh, what happened? I heard you. Oh, I heard. And they're like, yeah, I tested positive. And I'm like, and? That's it? The whole community thinks you're dead. It's like, come on. Like, you're like spreading rumors about yourself because you like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's an ego mm-hmm. trip. These people are so strung out on their egos. It's unreal. So either way, I, um, I, I digress. <laughs> the, um, the, double-layered chem- the double-layered phone bags, the friend, he's telling me he had COVID. And I go, what were your symptoms? How did it go down? I'm, I'm very curious. That all of a sudden, he lost his sense of taste, and he had, like, brain fog. He couldn't think clearly. Goes to the hospital, test positive for COVID, doesn't, can't go to work for over a week because his brain wasn't working clearly and he couldn't taste food. And I was like, well, bro, you ever considered that loss of taste is a radiation sickness symptom? You know, it is. It literally is. It's, you can research it. He's like, well, what are you getting at? And I go, well, what kind of phone do you have if you don't mind my asking? And he says, well, I just upgraded to the iPhone. We had an Android and we got the new iPhone. And I said, well, right when you got the iPhone, did you start having symptoms? And he says, yes. Okay. Now, this isn't, this is just correlation. Like, I took statistics classes. I'm not going to say that this is causal and this is definitely, oh, look, you know, guaranteed thing. But at the end of the day, when the phone bags are not working all of a sudden because the radiation off of the phones has increased at least tenfold. I mean, they're piercing this fabric that's never been pierced before that could withstand a really intense smartphone, all, all, all different types all over the world every carrier, you name it. Now that we've got to double up the fabric for it to not get pierced, okay? People with meters, including myself, testing the smartphones, and they're, they're emitting much more radiation than before, right? To what degree, it's hard to tell because a lot of them are operating on a whole new spectrum, new bandwidth to propagate this 5G. So if you understand 5G, it's not like 4G or 3G or the other means of carrying cell phone data. The 5G, if really launched the way they want it to, Everything is like a spoke in this wheel. And, and what I mean by that, it's like everything is a node in an Internet of Things distribution of the signal. So everything is like a little cell tower, like a smart meter, your Wi-Fi router, your phone, the cell tower, the small cell tower. It's all helping propagate the signal that's so strong that the carrier wave is really small and, and compact that it can fit a lot of data in it. But it's, that means it's a small signal, like a small carrier wave that can only go about 500 to 1,000 feet, they say. So those old cell towers on the mountainside that emit the signal for miles, the 5G is not like that. They need to push it and push it through the cities, and each phone is helping push the signal, and it's on a new broadband, a new bandwidth that's, that's way more radiation. So LA was one of the first places to launch a 5G uh, Verizon, right? And then right when they did, they, it was a COVID hotspot, and people are having symptoms that line up to radiation sickness symptoms, you know? The bags are being penetrated. The symptoms are similar to radiation sickness and not like any virus ever before, you know? Like my friend was like, it was really weird. I didn't get a fever. I didn't get sick like a virus. I couldn't really understand it. But they said it was COVID, so it must have been COVID. But like at the end of the day, like, come on, let's just see the writing on the wall. They're, they're, it seems to me like they're cranking up radiation levels and people are getting sick and they're using COVID as a smoke screen for all of these random ailments 
because otherwise people would be asking questions like, oh wait, I got this new phone, does it have anything to do with it or whatever? Or you know, what's electro hypersensitivity or what's electrosensitivity or what's 5G or what, 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 what? But everyone's under this big umbrella of, oh, I got COVID, put me on a ventilator so I can get killed by it, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. But that, that's where I, that's the conclusion that I've come to. And it's been, I don't just jump to conclusions, you know. I test these hypotheses over and over and over. You know, are people getting sick without their phones? Yeah, but when you understand radiation, distance is your friend, okay? And when your phone is in your bedroom and it's emitting massive amounts more radiation than normal, the canary in the coal mine kind of people, the people that are sensitive, they're going to show the symptoms first. They're going to go into the hospital. Their immune systems are going to be messed up because they're getting radiation sickness. They're going to test positive, you know. We can talk about the tests, I mean, whether or not those even work or whatever, but what's happening is your immune system is being bogged down by the radiation, so whatever, they're thinking that you have something and then they're calling it COVID. But, it, but, but back to the whole, the bioweapon thing, it's really difficult for me to think that, no, that these people that are saying that it's a bioweapon haven't done the proper research. I mean, you mentioned the Bouchamp Pasteur. I've got those books. I've read those books. I pass them around all the time. I mean, to think that people haven't been given the, the books on the topic, you know, it, I, just, I, I really, really question the division in the, in the activism space because all of a sudden there's a, a huge divide. And when you've got a lot of people that represent the truth mingling with their family and friends and they're saying things like, um, it's a bioweapon from China, China's like attacking us or whatever, that, that really kind of dismantles anything you're ever going to say afterwards. So, so let's just segue into really quick before, but I'm, not, I'm sorry, but let's talk about how when, it, when this first happened, there was a viral conspiracy theory going around that COVID was 5G and 5G was COVID. So that was really fascinating, right? And at the time, they were saying that they turned on the cell towers in Wuhan and people were doing the Wuhan shuffle and, and dying and dropping dead on the street, right? But that's not how 5G works. The real radiation is coming out of the phone in your pocket because that's pushing the signal along almost just as much as the freaking cell tower. And people don't understand or realize that. So the claim was that 77 towers, cell, 5G towers, got burned down in the UK because people were waking up, chemtrail or conspiracy theorists were waking up and they were burning down these cell towers. And then Nashville, Tennessee, there was like an attack on a, a sprint or something. They say it was a 5G related attack or whatever. And then now the con because of the media got went with it and whatever, which I think is all by design. Now these conspiracy theorists who think 5G is harmful think that 5G is COVID, COVID is 5G, and they're burning down cell towers, and they're like these domestic terrorists, you know? And that was the news. Before it was even like a possibility in my mind, people were blowing me up and actually asking me to come out with shirts, and it actually helped. My, my company would not even, hardly even exist now if that conspiracy theory didn't go rampant because I was getting blown up. People were asking me for the shirts. People were asking me for the hoodies. People were asking me for all these things that didn't exist yet, and I knew that maybe if I brought them out that they would sell because... If I came out with some stuff and they did, wouldn't sell, I just, would, I'd lose my ass. It'd be over. So it was very fascinating the way that it rolled out because it was the truth, kind of. But in this crazy dismantled way that spun it out so much that it really wasn't the truth, you know? 
it, it wasn't um, that the towers were emitting this crazy radiation and people were dropping dead from it. Um, they were showing symptoms because the thing in their pocket was emitting like crazy radiation. And I, I found that really fishy because usually the truth is given hidden in plain sight, but dismantled in some twisted ass way to make the conspiracy truthers look like bad in the end. Like the, the do, like the directed energy weapons. You ever talk about that? Not on the show, but I'm, did you I'm very that, familiar. Did you see that town in BC recently? Lytton, BC totally went off the map after the whistleblower doctor was talking about the different um, side effects from the, the vaccine. No. So there's this doctor with blowing the whistle, this town Lytton, BC, L-Y-T-T-O-N. This is like three weeks ago or a month. Lytton, BC, British Columbia is a town of like 300 people, primarily natives, indigenous people. They call them up there. First nations, they call them in Canada. And this doctor was giving them vaccines. He was pro vaccine doctor. And there was, an incredibly high amount of side effects. So he contacted the government of Canada and said, whoa, like way too many people are having adverse reactions to this shot. And they tried to shut him down. They said, don't tell anybody, don't, you know, you're, you're crazy, keep giving the vaccines. And he started going public with it. And overnight, the entire town was wiped off the map. There's all these different theories that like uh, the train was like Bill Gates owned and the train like lit the fire through the town. But either way, all the buildings in the town, <laughs> boom, 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 Jesus boom, Christ. the town is just gone overnight. So I live in Ashland, Oregon, Southern Oregon, where we had some crazy fires one year ago that were mad suspect. And I attributed them to the smart meters. And I mean, like literally like war, war we're, like, we're like at war. We're literally under attack. But um, the directed energy weapons, when all that started coming out and surfacing and going viral, and I know when things go viral because my, my Facebook inbox has like 100 of the exact same thing because I've got 60,000 followers on Facebook. People just send me the same stuff. And when it's viral and it's going and it's going, it starts to become suspect because why are they letting it go viral when everything's so censored and controlled nowadays? So this whole, the drones are shooting lasers and blowing up the towns with directed energy weapons it became this big question for me. Why, why are they letting this become mainstream news? And then I even met a lady at this farmer's market that was so spun out on this truth that she was like yelling at people that they're shooting lasers from the sky. And it makes us look crazy. But what was the elephant in the room that wasn't being discussed are these smart meters on each home that are designed to be able to surge to the point that they can cause an electrical fire throughout the whole home and pulverize the home and turn it to dust. Not a mention of this but these crazy cloaked drones are supposedly zapping everybody with lasers. But in reality, you know, the truth is right there hidden in plain sight, kind of, if you have the, you know, the tools or the, the information, you know, to utilize. So, so yeah, the smart meters integrate the whole, I mean, that'll get into Frankenskies too as well, because like I said, where I live, I live in Ashland, Oregon, but the next town over, Talent and Phoenix, these two towns, they lost 2,400 homes in the middle of the day one year ago, and they were the homes that went up all had this one Eclair 210 smart meter that didn't have a surge protection to the main line, and it was such a suspect fire because all of the city's infrastructure was left behind, police stations and, and um, Shakespeare theaters and everything, but all the low income, the trailer parks and whatnot, just completely like turned to dust, obliterated, you know, and they're just sitting there still level where all any nice home that did go up, which hardly any did, they're completely rebuilt and everyone's hunky-dory. So it, you can start to see this agenda where people are getting pushed around, 
pushed into cities and told they can't live certain places and whatnot. But but yeah, the, the electromagnetic warfare, it's an invisible warfare, silent weapons for quiet wars. We cannot even see the, the, the weaponized, I mean, we can't even see the frequencies that are weaponized around us, right? So ignorance is bliss, I guess, until finally we wake up and we see what's going on. Do you, I, I got two questions here. Please. Do you have to double layer all of your products now or, uh, or just the bags? Um, and the second question was, oh yeah. So I, I've been listening to a lot of your interviews, as I mentioned earlier, and I asked some guys at work, I was like, have you guys have COVID yet? Yeah. They're like, yeah, we, we both had COVID. I'm like, do you have 5G phones? And one was like, no. And the other one was like, yeah, but when I had COVID, that was months ago and I just got this phone. So if it's the phones, is it the smart meters maybe that gave them the radiation poisoning or, or what would you say if they didn't have the 5G phone? Well, it's not just the 5G phone. It's even the Apple iPhone 8. Like someone had the iPhone 8 and that was one of the first people that said that the phone bags was being penetrated. And then my mm-hmm. friend in LA, he had an iPhone 8 and his phone st- bag started being penetrated. The, the 5G infrastructure utilizes not just new phones, but old phones to help repeat the signal. They're like all repeaters, you know, and they, they can help repeat the signal by being on the same bandwidth and not necessarily be a 5G phone, right? So that's, the, that's what was happening there. So all of them ended up emitting a lot more radiation, um, even if they're not necessarily 5G phones, they're still helping the signal along. And then for the phone bag question, well, the, the phone bags eliminate the signal 100%. Um, the clothing, not necessarily 100%. You know, like this beanie that I'm wearing, it's a blend, and that makes it breathable. The thing about the silver material is if I, double, if I made clothing out of that double-lined silver, it'd be like literally wearing armor and you'd be sweating bullets in like 10 minutes and you'd be like dumping sweat after like 20 minutes. My first prototypes were of this, um, that, the, the really good silver material where you put your phone in and it loses the signal. And um, it wasn't realistic, dude. Like I was sweating so much, I was so hot and it's not, it's just not breathable. And that's another thing about my competition like my major competition, lambs, um, L-A-M-B-S, like sheep, lambs.com, they're like the biggest competitor that I have. They sell this COVID like snapback glove that like goes on your belt and then you can open doors and not touch things because you're afraid of germs. They sell face masks. Um, they say all their stuff is like NASA inspired and NASA is like total liars. And either way, I'm not trying to bash them too much, but they they're, they they sell these shirts that for one, you can't wash it or you mess up the material, you know, because it's too, it's the, it's the main silver that I was talking about. But also it's not breathable, dude. I've, I've worked with the same shirts that they have. They, their shirts are cotton shirts with the silver as another layer. So there are two layers. And the technology that I have now is it's a blend, you know, and it's, it's a tight enough blend that it offers 99% radiation reduction, but it's enough that you don't, you're not killing yourself because there's, there's a balance there. And eventually I'll be coming out with the steel material. So overseas, it's either steel or silver. 
and they have catalogs for like uh, mater for pregnancy wear, and like half the catalog is uh, dresses made out of woven steel. It's forty percent woven steel, and then uh, cotton polyester, and then the other half of the catalog is their silver stuff, and it's like silver blends and um, silver maternity aprons and all that jazz. Um, but over in Asia, it's like totally well known. And people, when they're pregnant, they all wear these aprons. Supposedly, it's a law. You have to wear these aprons in certain trimesters. I couldn't verify that. But in China, they say that it's a, a law because it's so commonplace that people are wearing these aprons. So eventually, I want to segue into having steel fabric and have it even American made and what have you. And then that's more, it, it lasts longer. It's a little heavier. It's a little less comfortable. And maybe it's about the same breathable because it's a mesh, you know, a blend or whatever. But yeah, no, I can't, I can't double layer up the clothes. It'd just be too crazy. But the, the point is, is less is more. You're just trying to create an environment where you're not getting burned by it. You know, like my t-shirt, it lets in a little bit of sunlight, but it, it cuts out like 99% of the sunlight so that I'm not even getting a tan under my shirt. It's the same exact thing, literally, like the radio waves coming off of uh, cell phones or Wi-Fi or whatever, it's light waves. Like light waves and radio waves are the same thing. They travel at 186,000 miles per second. They have the same properties. Radio wave technology is light. It's just light that we can't see. Just like how we can't see infrared and we can't see ultraviolet light, there's other light beyond those lights on the spectrum um, based on their properties. We just can't see them because our eyes are the way that they are, shaped the way we are. If we were giants and we had much bigger eyes and the curvature was different, we would see ultraviolet light, we would see all this 5G stuff, and we wouldn't be able to be targeted by it either because it'd be right in our face. So let me offer a little pushback. So we think it's fake. We think the virus is fake. We think the numbers are fake. So how can we then turn around and say, well, it's actually 5G is COVID. It's like, wait, but you think COVID is fake. It's like, well, yeah, but the symptoms and, and then we, we have to start playing like the runaround game and, and try and explain everything. So if we think that it's all BS and the numbers are BS and like if you really work out the numbers and, you know, that 94% number that they came out with the CDC saying 94% of people that died with COVID had at least three other comorbidities like cancer and diabetes and all of these other things that they most likely died from and not COVID. They're saying 6% of people exclusively had COVID. All right, well then like that's no different than like a normal flu season or some shit like that. So if it's literally no different, then how can we turn around and say, well, it's the 5G and the phones that are making people sick? Well, yeah, it's a great question. And I don't even hardly bring it up. I, don't, I mean, I, unless someone's like super woke and like on that level with me, um, it's a smoke screen. So during that global smoke screen, they're able to pull off all sorts of things, you know, as well as like, I mean, <laughs> like the first thing that happened was all of a sudden there was a coin shortage and we we're supposed to like stop using currency, you know, like that was a new world order agenda right there to what go digital dollar slowly but surely and it's being pushed under the smoke screen of like germs on your money right so it's all these agenda at once and i was talking about this um yesterday i, I was on a, a charlie robinson uh show uh, union of the unwanted or, or whatever it is but um it's just like how they got rid of 
the lead in gasoline, okay? A lot of people don't know this. There was lead in gasoline. And yeah, sure, you coat your engine with lead, it'll get a little stronger. But all that lead was spewing out onto the streets of the United States. People were getting sick. Children were getting sick. Lead does not go anywhere once it's like in the grass and in the neighborhoods and whatnot. And to just completely get away with it and to sidestep any liability, there was the side story that children were eating lead-based paint. They weren't, you know? I mean, like, you'd have to really eat a lot of paint, and how would you be eating all that paint? And it's just, it doesn't even make any sense. But at the end of the day, if you realize that there was a think tank creating that smoke screen so that they could get the lead out of the paint so that we couldn't protect ourselves from 5G 40 years later or whatever, you know, that's diabolical. And then at the same time, they, they were able to just switch it to unleaded and no one was any the wiser, so the petroleum industry couldn't get in any trouble for that. I mean, they create these little smoke screens. I mean, when the Boston bombing happened, that day, I wasn't even awake, but the day of the Boston bombing, on the, the, the secondary news headline was that the U.S. was facing war criminal charges for what they did in Iraq, right? They went into Iraq saying that there was weapons of mass destruction, all these things, and they were facing war crimes through like the international tribunal and because boston bombing happened all that was swept under the rug it's just a big smoke screen to not get in trouble for what they're really doing you know what i'm saying they do it all the time so but you got to really understand false flags and, and all the deeper stuff for even to be presented that information so if i'm talking to a normal person i just say like it's a rebranded flu season. Like everyone that's got the cold and the flu, they're saying it's COVID. No one's really dying. But that whole narrative, I can't even say anymore because I think people will start to die from the shedding maybe. And it's like this whole, it's a whole nother story now that people might actually get sick from what they put into everybody, you know, because before people weren't really getting abnormally sick, except for, yes, some radiation sickness sick symptoms or whatever. That would have been obviously radiation sickness symptoms if they didn't have this big smoke screen. You know, like loss of taste because I got the iPhone 11. That's it's pretty easy to put together if there wasn't some big global nonsense going on at the same time. So to answer your question is you got to meet people where they're at. Find people on their level. Like if you're at the water cooler with Joe, your coworker, and you know that, you, you know, the word chemtrail scares him, you introduce it to him in a whole new way. And you say, oh, what a beautiful day. These white fluffy clouds, there's no planes in the sky and the blue cobalt sky. I love it today. Pretty abnormal though, isn't it? You know, and then you can plant that seed. So then when the day is totally gritted, he starts to realize, wait, the other day was gorgeous. And you start to plant these seeds of basically hope and not fear. You kind of flip it on its head because people can really turn a blind eye when you start to get really conspiracy out. That's why the powers that be run through with the dew or the 5G COVID, and they, they grab that truth first, you know, even with other awakening stuff, you know, they run, they get the people's attention first in a dismantled, flipped way, so that when you bring it to your friends, families, and peers, you already are labeled a conspiracy theorist, because you're saying something that's pretty much easily disproven, or something, or something that sounds just like totally out there, you know, because you're not having a grounded approach, you've got to meet your people where they're at. It took my mom, my mom, and to bring up my mom again, she watched Frankenstein's when I released the movie, okay? And I swore she was awake to chemtrails 
two years later, she came to Arizona to visit me when I was living there, and the sky was totally effed up, man. And she and she's literally got her mouth like dropped open, and she goes, "Chemtrails are real," and I was like, "For real, lady?" But like. People have to come to it on their own, man. That's why the DVD is so awesome. I'm like, here, put this in your living room. Watch it on your own. I'm not going to hover over you and be like, you get it, you get it, you get it. You know, you should have been woke the whole time, moron. No, it's like they need to see it on their own and rationalize it and they're on their own. And the first thing that they're going to say is they couldn't do that to us. Why would they do that to themselves? And all these things about good and evil and all these questions, the same people that everyone asks the same questions, you know, go ahead. <laughs> um no I, I was just like nodding in agreement because i so I, I live in austin right now but i'm from like the chicago area so I, I went home to chicago about a month ago and my best friends grown up with these kids right and you know i ask them i'm like are you vaccinated and they're just like well yeah and i was like <gasps> Uh, like my my eyes just glaze over and I'm just like like the wind came right out of me I'm just like you got it you didn't think to ask me like like you could have came to me all I do is listen to podcasts I listen to every fucking voice under the sun I listen to the alt left I listen to the alt right I listen to the middle I listen to fucking Bernie I listen to fucking Steven Crowder and Ben Shapiro I listen to all of the conspiracy guys like I've I have all of this massive information. You know this is like my thing. Why would you not come and ask? And like you said, like, well, I'm not going to hover over. And it's like sometimes I want to hover over. What are you doing? This is really bad. I don't think you grasp what you've just done. Like my buddy, every time I would go see him in the city because he lives in the city, like every three weeks, I'm out in the city, hanging out. We'll go out, have a good time. But like, while we'll go to a bar and we'll sit, have a couple of beers before, you know, we start the night and we'll just bullshit for a couple of hours and be like, bro, tell me what you've been listening to. So I'll lay it out like, oh, I just watched uh, this JFK documentary and it turns out that this guy, J.D. Tippett, who was also like a 33rd degree Freemason, they cut his face off, put it on JFK, like whatever the fuck. And uh, like that's a bastardization of the documentary that I watched, I, I'm just using hyperbole at this point, but like I would tell him some super interesting shit and some like real shit. And I even showed him the Frankenstein's documentary at his house. He's like, bro, he's like, every time you come over, it's, it's something new and I fucking love it. Well, I go back to Chicago and I'm like, let me ask you a question. Did you get vaccinated? He's like, I took the first one. I'm like, bro, I'm like, I had you. I taught you everything that I know. You fucking ate it up. Like, you were on the same wavelength. And I was telling him that COVID was fake in January. When it was still, like, in China. Or, like, it had just gotten here. And I'm super big into Gematria. And the Gematria was just like, this is a complete script that they're following right now. So, I was telling him all about it. And... In February, his coworkers being like, oh, have you heard about this, like, new virus? I guess, like, a couple people have died. He's like, it's fake as fuck. Because I had him right where he needed to be. And, like, I, I, I'm not the end-all, be-all. Like, the, I'll, you want to look at my information? You want to check my sources? I'll gladly send it to you. I have no issue about that. Like, check my shit. I'll send you the books. I'll send you the articles. I'll send you the podcasts, the documentaries, whatever you want. 
Like, I'm not the end all be all. Check me. But you're but not just... a doctor, Ryan. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? I'm not an MD, PhD, fucking this, that, the other. Oh, my God. But it, I just can't believe that, like, you, you lead someone toward, like, they're literally in the light. They're saying COVID is fake. And then a year later, they get the shot. And I'm just like, bro, like, that hurt me so bad. And like a lot, there's a lot of people which I think like it's probably half shot, half placebo, you know, uh, because it's it, it's in trials until 2023, and so you know a lot of them are just like, oh, well, I got, I'm completely fine. I'm like your ass probably got the placebo, but to even say that is like way too far for some people. What do you mean that they're they're not giving me the real vaccine, even though they did a study like three years ago? They're doing they're checking like the Gardasil vaccines in like this warehouse. And only 70 or 70% of them were placebos. They were literally saline and only 30% of them had the actual vaccine. It was like, this might have been going on a long time where, uh, you know, that's why we don't see crazy amounts, even though we do see a lot of amounts of vaccine injury, why we don't see an avalanche of it. Um, every year from these vaccines is like they might be giving 50-50 placebos for a long time now. And I think they're 100% doing it with COVID because, of course, it's it's a trial. And Pfizer even says it's in a trial until 2023. So why wouldn't they be doing it? Well, did you hear about the India? In India, they tested a huge batch and they were all saline. So that that's actually been proven. But my intuition, I mean, and it's hard for people to accept me just saying my intuition, but I've been cultivating my gut for years. I used to get involved in the stock market and every single day, and I'm talking for a decade, okay, every single day I would wake up and ask my gut, you know, did I lose my ass or not? And if my gut went into a knot, I lost my ass, you know, and I started to learn about asking my gut and my heart and this intuition was slowly cultivated in my world you know but not everyone can can just let my intuition like be trusted or whatever so they have to trust it on their their own or or whatever it may be but i sat there in in ashland oregon and when this all was happening i watched because they were only giving the shot to the elderly at first and we're talking dna mrna alteration like totally new shot even if this was like some old vaccine, like the flu shot, people would have like one out of uh, whatever would, you know, get sick on the spot or whatever, right? So they have people lining up, the elderly are lining up in their cars, pulling up to the high school. And I sat there and I watched, I was just blown away. I was on, I was on a walk. I didn't even know this was happening. And the, the elderly people would get out of their car, put out their arm and they would put the needle in their arm and someone else would hit a stopwatch. And then like, Three minutes, it looked like, went by, and then the people were driving off in their cars. La-ti-da. Like, 90-year-old people. And I immediately knew, I knew that they were giving out nothing. They weren't giving anybody anything at that time in that specific situation. Um, certain demographics get targeted. Certain demographics don't get targeted, okay? You don't want everybody realizing that this thing is harmful or even a trial or anything like people don't even understand that it's not fda approved what do they think is going on right now 
How could you possibly? Yeah, your friends back home. I don't. I wouldn't even go and ask my friends back home because, for one, if they said that they had gotten it, it would just end. I'd just be like, okay, well then that's the end of, you know, like because I'm really drawing my line in the sand of who I'm going to interact with and who I'm going to befriend, and I'm not going to hang out with someone who's lining up to get the next alteration because it's going to, in my opinion, it's going to slowly evolve into some like transhuman nonsense. You know, once your immune system is compromised because it needs some injection to tell it what to do, okay, it's going to be a slow and steady, oh, you need your next update to get your nanobots, and oh, well, you need this thing on you to regulate those nanobots, and oh, la, 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 That's like literally dismantling, dismantling your immune system, your ability to be a human being, and they're just going to introduce technology into your body. I don't want to have anything to do with those people, personally. So... I don't even go there. I mean, I've already kind of like lost all my friends for being the chemtrail guy. Like that happened pretty early and it was a big dismantling. And basically I lost everyone and everything. And then like an avalanche, everybody started coming that was like real, you know, the Bruce Lee quote, I believe. But as your vibration starts to rise, you lose everyone. But there's a whole nother threshold, a whole nother plateau of people like waiting for you. You just don't know it. You just have to increase your frequency to that next level and then your vibe attracts your tribe. Unfortunately, a lot of us are going through it right now. You know, like families are being divided. I literally know people whose families are being split down the middle and people are having the courage to say, I represent truth and I cannot show my children that this is okay and we have to get separated because of this. And are, are you out of your mind? You know? Like, I know people that claim that they're cool. They claim to be cool, man. And they got it. You know, like, they know about this and that and, and things and stuff. But they're like, oh, no, this is different than that. I'm like, yeah, it's real different, bro. You're really dumb this time. But, yeah, it's... it's. And you come from the left, right? Like, like you were a lefty back in the day. Oh, well, when I grew up in D.C., I, I pretty much... Uh, or Northern Virginia... I don't know what left and right means. Like, I pretty much, like, hate those words. Uh, does left mean Democrat? I did. I was a Democrat at one point. Yeah. But does, and, what well, that's that what I'm mean? saying. Like, all, all of my friends who are, like, lefty, liberal, Democrat, whatever, like, it, and Sam Tripoli talks about this all the time, how you know, the left used to be, like, rage against the machine, fuck the corporations, all that cool shit. Mm-hmm. Now, it's like... Like, rage on behalf of the machine, like Sam says. It's like, literally, dude, they these motherfuckers are ride or die with Moderna and Pfizer. Even though, you know, they've been fucking sued into oblivion, Pfizer paying a $2.3 billion fee, which is nothing for them because they make like $30 billion a year. So what the fuck is a $2.3 billion fee? They don't give a fuck. So... You know, they, they paid fees out the ass for a bunch of products. And then Whitney Webb was talking mad shit on her podcast about how, like, Pfizer or AstraZeneca, one of those goons, they had a bunch of uh, rotten vaccines that were so bad that the FDA is like, yo, get that shit the fuck out of here. So Pfizer, what do they do? They bundle it all up, send it to Africa, and give a bunch of kids, like, fucking meningitis or whatever the fuck the vaccine was for. So, literally, these criminal organizations, these people are ride or die for. And it, it, it's really hilarious when they talk about, like, all of these other things. 
these these other corporations, oil and gas, and it's like, yeah, dude, fuck those guys. Like, global warming's fake as fuck, and we're against pollution, but global warming is also bullshit. Uh, like, you're gonna demonize those corporations, but we're not gonna demonize Big Pharma? Like, we all fucking hated Big Pharma. Now you guys love Big Pharma? What, like, the brainwashing that we're going through right now is literally on a scale maybe unparalleled in the U.S.'s history, but it, it's literally fucking crazy. And that's probably not true. I know a bunch of Americans, you know, Throughout history, we've always, you know, hated this side or that side or demonized one country or another. But, I mean, fuck, dude. It's getting so crazy. Well, by design, right? I mean, they've lumped everybody that wants to not wear a mask as a MAGA Trump supporter. And Trump was so thrown under the bus every which way that, I mean, the division and the polarization is no joke. I mean, did you did you see that it's... Uh, you're a domestic terrorist if you talk about Trump won the election. Did you see that? Uh, well, I mean, I, I that sounds 100% true. I didn't particularly the, see they, that article. They've, they've, they've been talking, the Homeland Security over the past couple of days has this warning about 9-11 and there might be some threats on 9-11. And they say there's these new domestic terrorists that think that um, Trump oh, actually won the election. Oh, was it that new screen? Was it that new screen that had like those bullet points? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's going yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is real this is real stuff. Like the conspiracy theorist that is the Trump supporter that is Q. I mean like come on, where's your discernment when the Q thing in the in DC they're claiming these people like surged the Capitol and people are eating this up. So you know the movie Idiocracy, you ever see that? Oh fuck yeah. It's like the envelope just had to get pushed every single day for idiocracy to end up that retarded, for the whole world to be that dumb eventually, right? And it's like what they're doing now. It's like they push the envelope, push the envelope, and then they'll even like come up with anal swabs. And the fact that no one is like super excited about that, they're like, okay, we pushed just enough. We'll pull it back a notch. But they push, they push every single day. And the fact that people are literally lining up to like, take this experimental non-FDA approved. It's out of their hatred for Donald Trump is what it is. But they don't see it. They don't understand that they're completely brainwashed in fear and hatred. And it's all frequency control, right? I mean, it's literal mind control because the media told you that Trump is like crazy and that you have to do it this way, right? People have just lost complete touch with, with truth, with, with any of it, I mean, I don't know how you could possibly think that any of this is legit. Have you talked to any of your coworkers or anything that, that have anything to say about the surge on the Capitol and that whole QAnon and that's how bundled in with Trump and conspiracy truthers? And, and those, are, those are the anti-vaccine, anti-maskers or like these surging the Capitol like terrorists, like literally. Are but that was the honestly, whole QSYOP, right? I mean, the oh, whole Q thing was to lump us all together, the retarded conspiracies and the real ones, and then just make it all the same thing. Well, they've done a really good job at it because at the end of the day, we're becoming completely de demonized and people are willing to line up and get an experimental vaccine to not be lumped in the category that we're in now. Or still wear a mask, even when the CDC came out and said, 
oh, uh, you don't have to wear a mask anymore, like the vaccine will protect you, yada yada. People are like, I'm still wearing my mask because I'm not going to be associated with Republicans. I'm like, dude, Republicans, retarded. Trump, retarded. Q, retarded. But where is the common sense? It's, it's all gone. I, I don't know if you're like a Trump guy or whatever. I don't, I don't think so. I, I'm pretty sure I've heard you say that you think Q's like a retarded psyop, but um, you were saying... You were saying and that's discernment. Of, There's yeah. discernment again. How do you convince somebody who's listened to Q and thinks that they're dropping truth and that they're a whistleblower? I mean, these whistleblowers, they just have to say that they're a whistleblower and people eat it up because they're risking their life and all this stuff. Let me tell you, people, most whistleblowers... They get if they're real, they don't they don't make it. They die. Either they get the whistle blown and they die, or they die before you hear anything. I mean, Ted Gunderson was was exposing satanic pedophilia elites and chemtrails, and he got he got killed. Prince, Dick Gregory. I mean, these people were like exposing these things. They they die. The people who drop the truth, they they die. So. For people to believe in these certain aspects, part of it is this, like, it's compartmentalization. I mean, it goes back to Edward Bernays, right? Edward Bernays convinced the entire world to, to believe in the specialist, trust the specialist. Don't believe in yourself, okay? That's like taking away your own discernment, taking away your own ability to think for yourself. If you trust the specialist and everything is compartmentalized and you can't think for yourself, then yeah, sure, Q is true and Q has all the answers, even though it's like this faceless to see what Q does. Even when Anonymous or Occupy, I started to see what this faceless leader activism does. It zaps activism, okay? There's, there's like, you've got Malcolm X rallying people together with like inspirational words and people... S can literally feel his heart and get behind him physically and like lead a revolution, you know, that's a physical person that can be martyred, all these things. Or you've got Anonymous or Q or Occupy, which is this dismantled, fragmented, compartmentalized all over the country. Everybody's just like spread out camping in front of the courthouse. Oh, I occupied something. No one's willing to be the leader. No one wants to be the face behind it, but the face behind it, like the Che Guevara, whoever, that's where the personality, that's where people can identify with your heart and soul and like fight behind you. The Q thing, that whole ideology, it dismantles people's ability to think for themselves or even rally together and they give their power away to what? Some thing called Q that's like a robot that's going to tell you how to think and feel and what's real and what's not. I mean, I could see that from a mile away that it was bogus, but I still have friends that think it's legit and love it because it's a whistleblower and their ego gets involved because they found it or like they believe it. And I, don't, I mean, it's part of this like identity crisis where if they realize something that they believed was not true. It's like NASA. You can show people endless NASA nonsense, but if it's part of their identity and they've loved it for so long, then how could they ever... Like like it like like Crow calls it nostalgic programming. Talk to someone who thinks the moon landing is real and show them all the proof that it's not. And it's part of their childhood. They were there. They were there in history. They were part of it. It's part of their nostalgia. It's part of their ego. It's part of them. It's part of who they are as a person. 
try to take them that away from them and it dismantles them. You know, it's it's pretty scary. But in the end, the truth sets you free from all of it, right? So like, take away the shackles, take away who you are. You know, I mean, shed all that crap, and then you can reveal like your true self, right? I I think that's a great point. I think that you know the more you anonymize these groups then the easier it it is for the people to hide behind the mask like oh i support q or i support anonymous these this group of hackers that's going to expose all of these globalists elite and stuff like that i think that's a really great point um i don't know how much time you got left but <laughs> It's a ton of shit that I wanted to fucking get to. Um, let, there's just there's something I want to show you, but real quick, fucking chemtrails. People, if they're listening to this and they're more curious, they're gonna go on Google. They're gonna type in chemtrails debunked, right? Mm. So the first thing that comes up, Mick West, Metabunk. And he's got, like, pictures of chemtrails for the last 70 years, dating back to, like, the 40s. He's going to be like, well, conspiracy theorists say that, you know, they only just recently started coming around. Here's pictures and manuals and stuff like that of them all the way back from the 40s. So, like, what, what do you say about Mick West and, and Metabunk? Well, um, in the mid-60s, the high-bypass turbofan jet engine came out. And these jet engines are just fans. They're these um, turbo fans. Okay, they're not blowing hot air. They're basically like propellers on a plane, right? They're just they're blowing the air that's out there in in the environment. So there's not this like crazy combustion, this crazy hot air coming off of like a a jet engine like we're envisioning. It's not even like that at all. All right, it wouldn't be efficient to have some like crazy hot combustion blasting hot air coming out the back the, the planes are super efficient and um, if there was super hot air coming out the back um, I mean there's there's I mean my dad was a pilot for instance and we'd fly through a flock of birds right and the birds get chopped up through the turbofan through the engines but they're not like cooked they're just chopped up there's just it's just a big spinning fan blade these, these two-ton steel and titanium turbofans, they smashed into the Pentagon and disappeared into plain sight. But we're talking like Rolls-Royce, two-ton steel turbofan, like big fans. There's no hot air from the get-go. So that's one thing to like talk about from the, I mean, when you're going down that rabbit hole of is it a contrail, chemtrail? There's no such thing as a contrail. There's no condensation. There's no hot air, right? Because that's their claim is there's hot air. Hot air. Before the 60s, jets had hot air coming out the back you know so then there were um situations where there was a condensation trail and what have you the the technology though for the aerosol program goes all the way back to the 20s like franken sky starts 1921 where they're sharpening their tool and spraying different things so to have photos going back and saying look they've been doing it for a while yeah they've been doing it for a while they've been spraying different things for quite some time and the main component that they sprayed in the sky was dry ice at first. Dry ice makes um, it easy to seed clouds. And the, all these old military f footage that's in Franken skies, they're using dry ice to seed clouds and 
experiment on hurricanes and exacerbate hurricanes when they think they're going to quell them. They actually make outer eye walls and make huge hurricanes. And what's dry ice? Drum roll. Carbon dioxide. It's frozen carbon dioxide. So they've been spraying carbon dioxide in the atmosphere to manipulate the weather and then saying that our carbon dioxide is actually so bad that it's messing with the weather. I mean, if that's not putting their foot in their mouth, I don't know what it is. So um, Mick West and his nonsense, they try with, with all of that Metabunk and Snopes, they, they'll confuse you with all of the details, right? Like they act like they've got it all down. They'll show you this and tell you what it is and what have you. I do presentations like literally comparing what they say to the, well, basically they'll tell you there's a conspiracy, but then they'll tell you they've got a solution to global warming and it's literally the exact same thing that they're saying is a conspiracy. So, so they're literally pushing geoengineering, which is spraying chemtrails in the sky while telling you chemtrails are bogus using the same exact photos, brother. So like that alone is just like, you got to use discernment. You got to read the writing on the wall and be like, wait a second, what's geoengineering? And you say chemtrails aren't real, but geoengineering is chemtrails. And the, like you're even in the promotion of geoengineering, they're saying it'll look like this and they're showing skies that we've already seen. I mean, it starts to become like self-evident if you just look at this guy and you Dude, see that's the literally one of the lines in like the fucking article it says oh well uh what's the fucking cia director that talked about it what's his name um yeah he's uh ken something <laughs> fuck i can't remember the, I, I can't forget remember his off the top of my head but he said like, stress like, aerosol injections yes SAI, and- SAI program Yes, and he's like, this is one of my particular favorites, uh, stress, stratospheric aerosol injections, and yada yada. And there's like, he wasn't talking about a current program, he's talking about a future program that might happen. I'm just like, that's your explanation? That's really what you're going to go with? Something in the future that could happen? I'm like, dog, I'm like, this is some weak ass shit. With Metabunk and Snopes and like all those kinds of articles. And literally, they throw out the the weakest arguments, like one of them is like chemtrails are caused by aliens. Like that's the, the conspiracy <laughs> claim. And then the rebuttal will be, do I even need to explain this one? And then they link to an article about Operation Bluebeam. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the CIA that's guy. That's the whole was, rebuttal. The CIA guy was John Brennan. Yes. And to, to really answer your question when people are like denying the chemtrails, are, there's so much that you can show them on all the ongoing programs. There's the charged aerosol release experiment, CARE, through NASA, where they literally have a fleet of drones and planes and helicopters and ground-based stations. And NASA has a budget of $52 million a day. They have a huge chemtrail program where they spray aluminum, barium, and strontium publicly to make fake clouds. They call them noctilucent clouds. They um, claim that they use the atmosphere as a laboratory. And they literally, like, do a chemtrail program. It's right there. It's right. It's literally there. And, like, when people see it, like, in plain sight, then it's so easy to deny. Because, like, oh, well, why would they tell us? And it's like, oh, come on. You can't use that as an argument. The Stratospheric Aerosol Injection Program through the CIA, John Brennan. There's also um, Solar Radiation Management, SRM. SRMGI, Solar Radiation Management Governance Initiative, um, .gov. You can see that they're already governing and arguing over who's going to govern it. If it didn't exist, 
then why would they be doing that? There's also SPICE program, this is an ongoing program, Stratospheric Particle Injections for Climate Engineering. In the presentations that I give that are pretty lengthy and amazing, I go through the patents, barium release rockets from NASA out of the 70s, all these different weather modification patents and stratospheric aerosol injection patents and I mean hundreds of them. You don't patent something until you've come up with the technology and you don't want it stolen from you. It's not just an idea, it's something you, you're, you've, you're implementing and you don't want someone to also do without paying you to do so. Um, there's the tropospheric aerosol program document and I mean if someone's really interested you just give them this document. It's 2001. TAP out of the DOE. It's, it's, um, you can look it up, TAP DOE PDF. and stands for Tropospheric Aerosol Program Department of Energy PDF file. And this 100-page PDF file through the Department of Energy outlines an entire agenda, an entire program. It's unreal. They call contrails precursor gases, where they lay different chemicals out to mix with the other chemicals, like when you're making a soup and you have a base and you add other things to it. Their base is what we call contrails. It's like one chemical they put up in the sky and then they, and I think it's barium, and then they add other chemicals to mix with it to make these different chemical reactions. The tropospheric aerosol program launched right before 9-11, the biggest distraction we'd ever see at the time, in 2001, and this document outlines all of it. They grid with drones and planes. They spray all these chemicals mixing in this grid pattern over Nashville, Tennessee. They do it on like page 70 in this document. They literally say, here's what we're going to do, and we did it, and this is what we did. This is how the plumes mixed together over Nashville, Tennessee. In the back, there's um, an appendix of the, all their expenditures. They spend $5 million on risk assessment and um, not being exposed, like not being caught by the public. $5 million in 2001, and they extrapolated each year, the Department of Energy. So this is like people start to ask all these questions, who, what, why, where, when, how, and they want to know these to wrap their head around it, to be able to convey the message to their friends and family and peers when they really do get the truth and they want to convey it. Because at first people just have questions, 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 but if they're really interested and they start to sink their teeth into it, they want to know who, why. Well, the who, if you tell them the Department of Energy, the why, it's because they're greedy, evil, oil and coal, and they want to dim the sun so that solar power can't proliferate, stuff like that starts to make sense. What are they spraying in the skies? Well, a lot of research has shown that it's coal fly ash. So when you burn coal in the scrubbers that are supposed to filter the coal in the power plants, the, you get this soot from burning coal because the smoke kind of coming out of the smokestack isn't like super dark black. It's actually filtered. So the soot is filtered and it's put in a bladder and buried underground. It's called coal fly ash. It's a toxic uh, residue. So supposedly this coal fly ash just goes on trains and goes straight to Air Force bases. I've had people come to my conferences and show these uh, presentations on uh, follow the money and the Air Force bases basically buy up this coal fly ash from the coal companies and they can easily isolate different chemicals and just spray it in the sky. Like there's the nano sized chromium, aluminum, barium, titanium, all these different chemicals. They're already in the coal fly ash and they can pull it out and spray it individually in the sky and have it mixed together and charge it different ways and all this stuff. It's all like integrated with the Department of Energy. And then you watch Stranger Things and the boogeyman is the Department of Energy and people can clown you and be like, oh yeah, like Stranger Things, yeah, the Department of Energy is so evil, they're trying to block my son. But they are, right? Bill Gates and Harvard have this whole experiment and if you look into it, it's quite obvious that they want to spray stuff in front of the sky and dim our sun. I mean, 
okay, like let's just get rid and of all these. And release demogorgons on the world. Right. <laughs> From Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I've only what seen, the fuck is he talking about? I've seen a few episodes and it's a good show, but yeah, no. Okay. You're like, um, what the hell? <laughs> I, don't, I don't really watch that much stuff. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, it's like, okay, convincing a friend or something that there's a conspiracy that chemtrails are real, well, maybe, like, let's just talk about the fact that there's an actual agenda to launch chemtrails called geoengineering to dim the sky. I mean, even talking to somebody like that, they'll say, well, like, what are we going to do about global warming? You know, it's got to get nipped in the bud somehow. It's like, even that conversation is really hard uh, and it's an uphill battle. So to, so when people ask me a question like that, what do you say to people who think chemtrails are bogus? It's hard, man. You got to really start from like square one, which is please watch Frankenstein's the movie. And then from there, you know, you, they got to look at their sky, man. Oftentimes, they'll manipulate a weather front and the weather will be completely different than it's expected to be or like the what you all witnessed in Austin. I'm sure thousands of people are now open to the idea of weather modification after they saw the jet stream get completely bent at a right angle and weaponized like never it had, it, like, like never before, ever. You know what I mean? Like these abnormalities and you start to realize what tool belt we have and we can, through electromagnetic frequencies, create crazy high pressure systems and make the jet stream bend and stuff. If we've got that arsenal in our tool belt and it's happening before our eyes, you know, you start to think, well, maybe there is some nefarious, you know, shadow government attacking itself. What's going on? Operation Paperclip, you know, what the heck is up? But at the end of the day, you can't just be in complete denial. You know, you can't. I mean, like, our food system is under attack. Do you still just go to McDonald's, even though you know the truth? Do you just completely ignore it all? No, you honor the truth with integrity, and you, and you try to share it with your friends and family, but you live, you, you walk the walk while you're talking the talk. You don't just go out there and smoke the cigarettes and get drunk and, and totally, like, act a fool and not take care of yourself, and but then you're spewing all this, like you know, truth, you know, if you're fluoridating yourself with your tap water and your toothpaste, but then you're going out in the world and telling people fluoride is bad, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense. You got to walk the walk. And then in doing so, you raise your vibration and people can like, hopefully look up to you and see that you're not a looney tune and try to, you know, elevate to that frequency with you. But it's, it's a hard question, man. And the chemtrail thing, it is something really special. Because if people start to wake up to that, they can see the whole world through another lens. I went on a dude's show out of the UK a month ago, and he said to me, Matt, like, I never believed in evil. I never would have thought COVID was a scam. I never would have thought any of this. But after I saw Frank Skies and I started thinking that there was potentially actually some bad on earth, because obviously chemtrails are real, it started to open this whole world to me that never would have possibly existed, you know? So it's like you start to see the potential with chemtrails or maybe 9-11 or some other truth kind of thing. But once that foot is in the door, you know, the possibilities are endless for the butterfly to break out of that cocoon, you know what I'm saying? Fuck yeah, dude. And another one that people would come across um, if they were to search chemtrails debunked or something like that would be like 70 plus scientists, uh, atmospheric scientists, debunk i've heard you talk about this one um do you have any updated thoughts or 
still like it, it's a bunch of BS. Oh well, it's great because if you really look into it, um, it said it's like the even that is even that seventy-seven scientists, a few hundred people were sent the survey. Only seventy-seven scientists supposedly replied. Those people aren't even necessarily scientists. The whole the whole debunking was run by Mick West, right? So conflict of interest, he's the debunker. You know, it's not like the whole debunking was done by like some scientific community or something. It was run by the debunker guy who already thought chemtrails were bogus. So that's something. And then what's really fascinating about that is when that study came out, which was called SLAP, S-L-A-P, which is a slap in the face of the activist. It's like not a coincidence they chose that, which stands for secret large-scale atmospheric program, right? And they're saying that they're debunking this slap thing that people claim is existing, which nobody's claiming that slap exists. They made that up, which is really kind of funny and weird. But at the exact same time that the media, every media outlet on Earth is telling, oh, the slap's not real, chemtrail conspiracies are bullshit is literally the headline on the USA Today and Forbes and New York Times everywhere. Chemtrail conspiracies are bullshit. Side by side with that article is when they started to launch this narrative of we've got a solution for global warming and it's called geoengineering. That narrative did not exist until that study came out. The study came out debunking stuff that people have been seeing in the sky for decades. The debunking happened, the huge debunking, and then literally side by side, they're coming out with, oh, that wasn't real, but this is identical photos, bro, of the sky. And they're saying, we could, we could do this to your sky to save you from all that harm you've done by exhaling and driving your SUV and what have you. And eating meat. So uh, and I and cows farting. So I did a little deeper. Let me see if I can um, if I can share my screen here, dude. This is pretty wild. So, like, here's the here's the article. Science officially debunks chemtrails, but the conspiracy will likely live on. Panel of 77 atmospheric scientists and geochemists weigh in on the controversial streaks in the sky. Um, well, I think 77 is um, is very interesting because you know that was a very magical number and very uh, personal number of Alistair Crowley, known magician. And then so like I started going through all of the guys who were like a part of it who said that it was bullshit. So then I find this. Um, I find this one, this is several guys that uh, answered in the survey were from the National Center for Atmospheric Research. And obviously, like, we have the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, NASA, and, you know, we all know the deal on them. But the guy who founded the National Center for Atmospheric Research is Walter Orr Roberts. He died 74 years old, and... Um, he went to Amherst College and Harvard University, and he was a, um, right here where it says awards, he was a member of Phi Beta Kappa, which Chris Knowles, known like 
uh, researcher and like esotericist or esoteric researcher. I wouldn't call him an esotericist because he doesn't practice, but he he researches this shit a lot. And this is from like 2009, where he basically talks about how Phi Beta Kappa brought about the creation of Skull and Bones, like the most infamous secret society in America, and how Adam Weishaupt and guys like that, literally Adam Weishaupt, the creator of the Bavarian Illuminati, had a hand in creating the Phi Beta Kappa secret society. And that was a lot, you know, Phi Beta Kappa was a lot bigger deal back in, uh, you know, like the 1935 when Walter R. Roberts would have been a member as opposed to now where it's just a bunch of frat bros getting drunk and shit. I mean, it would have been a lot more formal and probably ritualistic and what have you. So while Walter, while Walter or Roberts was a member, you know, I mean, this is a heavily influenced Freemasonic Illuminati, Bavarian Illuminati, like not fake bullshit, uh, conspiracy Illuminati, like Bavarian Illuminati founded by Adam Weishaupt, very influenced by that. And then if you go through his bio, literally climate change, he was he was one of the four forefathers of climate change. Like he was all about man-made climate change and the green greenhouse effect and all of this bullshit. But also, this guy was also investigated by HUAC, the House of Un-American Activities Committee, in 1947 because they thought he was a secret communist in America pushing all of this propaganda and bullshit and like trust me we know about McCarthyism and uh, communism smears and all of that stuff but dude it's just interesting to see he was literally investigated for being a secret communist in America and you know he's pushing all of this climate change bullshit he found founds this atmospheric research center so then uh, they also, after he died, they named this fucking asteroid after him. And the asteroid is called the 3428 Roberts. Roberts for uh, it being his last name. Well, it's 17 kilometers in diameter. Well, how do they know that? Well, maybe because 3428, literally, if you do 3 plus 4 plus 2 plus 8, it equals 17. And then you look and see... The discovery date, it was uh, discovered on May 1st, um, so 51, let me go here, I think I have, I think I have a tie-in, yeah, 3428 Roberts in Gematria literally equals 51, so it was founded on May 1st, this comet named after this guy who founded this atmospheric research center, Literally, 3428 Roberts equals 51. It was founded on May 1st. 3428 equals 17. It was 17 kilometers in diameter. So, obviously, just a fake fucking asteroid. And then, Walter R. Roberts equals 205. He died 205 days after his birthday. Right here. This motherfucker died 205 days. What do we know about these motherfuckers in secret societies? They all follow this fucking pattern. They all die like some sort of days in in relation to gematria of their birthday so he dies 205 days after his birthday his name literally equals 205 and then uh ncar the initials for the national center for atmospheric research equal walt roberts 
So 72 and 72, well, it's like, oh, are you stretching there, Ryan? Why are you using Walt Roberts and not Walter or Roberts? Well, I use Walt Roberts because uh, the National Center for Atmospheric Research wrote a book and said, remembering Walt Roberts. They called him Walt Roberts. That's why I use Walt Roberts. And he died in Boulder, Colorado, which a lot of these motherfuckers that answered in the survey are based in Colorado. I, I don't know what that's all about. Maybe you know more about that than I do. But died in Boulder, Colorado, which equals 83. Walter Orr Roberts literally equals 83. And then so if you go through all of this shit, like this, this fucking organization, which several of these scientists come from that answered in this survey, was literally founded by a guy who was being investigated for being a communist in the United States, was a huge pusher of man-made anthropogenic uh, global warming, climate change. Um, was a member of Phi Beta Kappa, a little descendant organization from uh, the Bavarian Illuminati and Masonry and all of these things, according to Christopher Knowles, who's been studying this shit for decades. And then the, th the whole 3428 Roberts asteroid propaganda, like bullshit, like obviously they just made it up 